and the Black Diamond, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. Wait, give me the call letters. KCOU 88.1. Okay. Hey, this is Bob from Best Coast, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1. and running KCIU 88.1 FM start your Sunday September 19th 2021 the fourth edition of start your Sunday this year the end of the third week of college football the beginning of the second week in the NFL and the first show we're coming off parents weekend yeah we are Scott and Becky just left we might have a special guest coming in about a half hour to be determined two special guests yes Harrison Dalek, once again, Jonathan Litskin joining me on this Sunday morning. Another epic Saturday of college football. Yeah, crazy to think that yesterday was the third best week out of three that we had, which with all that went on yesterday. We had some really good games, but no no like major upsets like we've had the well, last couple weeks. We'll get to UCLA in a little bit. But just another chaotic Saturday. We have an incredible NFL slate today. But I think it's only not right. That we talk about what happened in Happy Valley last night, and the only thing I could think about that game was, man, we really missed the, we really missed fans in the stands last year, and especially that environment. And we had been talking about this game for, I guess, a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Looking ahead to the schedule, looking ahead to this Auburn versus Penn State Saturday night game, and kind of questioning how we good Penn State really is because we know they had a good performance against Wisconsin, but. A few plays go differently in that game. That's probably an easy Wisconsin win. I think they had three or four drives inside the 25-yard line. They got zero points. They won the game by, I think, six points, I want to say. Yeah. 27-21. Or something. 16-10. 16-10. 16-10. A six-point win for Penn State and Wisconsin. But Wisconsin shot themselves in the foot a lot in that game. So Mm -hmm. we had questions raised about how good Penn State really was. They had a good performance last week against Ball State at home. Yep. And now they got Auburn, who had two strong performances at home against Akron and Alabama State. We were really both really like Penn State. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. We both bet on them. We both won money on them. Stress, stressful with the, the minus six, but we held on for dear life at the end. But I thought Penn State played a good game at home, and right when they needed to rise up, they had big drives down the field. Mm-hmm. Sean Clifford, who we, didn't, we said last week on the show that Penn State didn't need him to play like the best quarterback in the Big Ten. He just needs to play good enough because you have so many good receivers. You have Dotson, you have Washington, you have the backs, uh, Noah Kane, who only had 45 yards yesterday. But what Clifford does, I thought that was the best game Sean Clifford had played in a Penn State uniform. Mm-hmm. 20 to 32, 280 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. The one pick at the end of the half, he got hit as he threw, and it was you know a bad play to begin with. In the second half, I think he had one incomplete pass. He was on fire. They were able to get receivers open down the field. They ran the trick play to the tight end. They ran a double pass with Jahan Dotson, who had 10 catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. But the Penn State defense, incredible all around. They, mm-hmm. Tank Bigsby ran for 100 yards. He's one of the best running backs in the SEC. You have to expect that. 
but they limit. They did not let Auburn have big plays. That was the only way Auburn was going to win if they had big plays down the field. And they held Bonix under 200 yards, which is the key. If you hold Bonix under 200, you will win the game. Held him 185. It was enough. What did you see from Penn State, and do you see them as a national contender? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. I think they could absolutely win the Big Ten, as I said last week. And I think the thing about this one was every time Auburn did something, Penn State would answer. Sean Clifford always had an answer. James Franklin always had an answer. And that's big when you're playing a te- team from the SEC. We, we pretty much figured Auburn was going to be able to run the football and stop the run because that's what Auburn's done well for years. And Tank's Bigsby, Tank Bigsby is no different than Carrion Johnson and or any he reminds of, me of Carrion or any of the running backs they had before before Bigsby really, and so Penn State was held to 84 yards. Sean Clifford, like you said, played his best game in a Penn State uniform. He only incomplete threw four incomplete passes, yeah. one of which was the bad pick. But other than that, he was hit, he was hitting guys open. He made some tough throws. Jahan Dotson had 10 catches, which was huge for them. He's a top five receiver in college football. I'll say that right now. And this, this is a good win for Penn State. They, they now have wins against Wisconsin and Auburn. And the win against Wisconsin was in Madison. So no matter how much Wisconsin shot themselves in the foot, they do have that win. They're in the driver's seat, I think, in the Big Ten East with Ohio State right behind them. But now the, I like the, I like this team from the start. I had them ranked, I think, eleven or twelve to begin the, the season. I have them up to five now. I we talk we've been talking about this every show. The defense in the sport is like defense might be back. Yeah, I think, I think it is. And there are three games given up: ten points, thirteen points, twenty points. I mean, you ju- you just want you got to go look at the team stats. Auburn last night had three hundred sixty-seven total yards of offense. Penn State had three eighty-six. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's an old-style football game. And let's let's go to the end of the game. Auburn was down eight points. They were driving down the field. They had a, a scoop and score. It looked like Penn State was going to win it. They go back and review it, change the ruling in the field. Then the what's the running back's name for Auburn? He had the hurdle to go for like um, 20 yards. Um, he, he's a freshman. Um, Jarquez Hunter. Jarquez Hunter. He had a good game yesterday. Had the hurdle, put them inside the ten yard line. I think Auburn is going to go knock on the door and have a chance to tie the game. The Penn State defense rises up. They got a huge goal line stand. What do you? The fourth down play call. They were trying to get a slant on the inside, and it was a fade out, and it wasn't there. Uh, bad play call from Brian Harson, or just a best to be. I think with? a mixture of both. So first of all, you don't really want to try your goal line fade play on fourth down because it's a 50-50 ball. You want to run something that's going to get someone open. Like you know, you know, a, a fade is relying on a wide receiver to go up and make a play or potentially draw a pass interference. But I think the notable thing about that play was the safety for Penn State, Jaquan Brisker, who we found out last night they're very confident putting him in coverage as well as back at safety, and he just did a great job of jamming the fade at the line line of scrimmage. It was not pass interference at all. He just jammed the wide receiver and. Honestly, Nick Nick's threw the ball to where it had to be. He just had, the wide receiver had no chance to catch it because Brisker did such a great job jamming up at the line of scrimmage. That that's like Brisker. I thought was the best player in the field last night. Yeah, in the second half, and we especially. we foreshadowed that he would have to play at the end of the game. We were texting all week about Bo Nix, saying like they're gonna have a chance at the end of the game. And Jaquan Brisker was a late interception. He didn't have the interception. He had two pass breakups in the last two plays of the game. Looking a little ahead to Penn State's schedule, they've Villanova next week, should win. Mm-hmm. Home against Indiana. Should win. It's a sneaky one because it's right before Iowa. If they get there, they're 5-0. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're going to Kinnick and a night game. 
And Iowa's probably going to be two, undefeated as well. Probably two teams that are ranked in the top six, top seven. That's going to be game of the year potential. Fowler Herbst will be on that. After that, it's home Illinois at Ohio State at Maryland, home Michigan, home Rutgers at Michigan State. Yeah, the Big Ten East is loaded this year. It's and it's so that in the that in the SEC West are absolutely like loaded. I, th- I think something that's notable is that the week before that Iowa Penn State game, Iowa has a, a game on on the road on Friday against Maryland, who's not a bad team. They didn't play good Friday night against Illinois, but they're not a bad team. And then Penn State has a gritty Indiana team. So. Two, two games but for both that game, teams. That game's, in, that game's in Happy Valley. I know, though. but two games right before a big a big game, you're gonna there's, those teams are going to have to go out and take care of business and not be looking and ahead. And that's what even uh, mentioning Michigan State, who we both think is a very good team. Michigan State, we were looking at their schedule yesterday, could win they nine could win, games. I was thinking ten. Maybe. Like, if they split, I think they play, what, Wisconsin and, um, M- M- and M- Michigan? I'll tell you right now, I just clicked on uh, their game against Penn State to get to their schedule. FPI is giving Michigan State the edge at home against Penn State. Okay, well, that, that's so far away. But so it tells so you what they think yes, of the teams right now. It, it's it's fair. It's a fair point. No, Michigan State's That game's back, at the though. end of November. Michigan State, they Mel, should, Mel Tucker's turned around that program. They should, they should be ranked and this week. We, I had them ranked we'll, last we'll week. Skip, we could, we'll skip that game when we talk about it. But just to mention right now, we both think Michigan State is going to be in the – it will be in the college ball – like top twenty-five playoff rankings mm-hmm. when we get to that point in the beginning of November. And looking at their schedule, they might be a top ten team potentially when we get to the first. Yeah, rankings. I feel like nine and one, and yeah, they're, they should be in that ten mark. Uh, let's go to Bama, Florida. Yeah, let's let's that that was. I don't know what that was, especially whatever the last five minutes of that game was. There was I, just I, so much that was I, going on. I didn't think I'd feel this good about Florida. And them not winning. We, I was, we were both low on yeah, Florida. Yeah, no, I was wrong about them. We were both low on them. Like last week, we we're like, oh yeah, there's no way. We both took Bama minus fourteen and a half, and I don't feel good about Bama. And Bama won the game, and I'm like, maybe Florida's not that bad. And I'm like, maybe Bama's not that good. And Bama won the game. They were up twenty-one-three in the first quarter. It was like five minutes in, and they just took their foots off the gas. And the only reason Bama really didn't go to overtime with Florida is because. Of misplay on special teams and bad situational coaching, which Nick Saban letting another coach shoot himself in the foot is like what he does best. So, but like Florida, I think the fact that they ran the ball as well as they did is a great sign for the rest of the country. You think about the teams that are coming for Bama, coming for that title. Georgia runs the ball well, Oregon runs the ball well, just oh, Iowa runs the ball well. A lot of these top teams this year, and even in the SEC, run the ball well. I think. They don't have that run game. Week four. They don't have it. Listen, they still have to play the entire SEC West. That was their first conference game against an SEC East team. So there are four teams in the SEC West that are going to be ranked this week, and that's not including Auburn, who they have to go to to later this year. I'm telling you, in, in a couple weeks, I don't know if I'm going to pick them to lose, but Bama's going to have their hands full with Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss, is, I think Ole Miss could beat them. They gave up 86 rushing yards to Malik Davis on 10 carries. Malik mm-hmm. Davis is not a good running back. Florida ran the ball for 240. Bama, Bama can't run the ball themselves. Florida's not a good running team. They ran for, two, they ran for what, 150 more yards in Alabama. No, and listen, like it sounds like we're just going all over on Bama right now. But they're still the best team in the country right now. You think Georgia is? I st- Georgia's like, my number but, one. Bama's a consensus top two in the country. This yes. isn't an overreaction or anything like that. But we may have just found a way to beat them, and it was Florida of all teams that exposed that. Florida, Florida hasn't been able to run the ball in years. No, they haven't. They even, have no, even with Michael P. Ryan, they struggled. Could you sometimes. imagine if they had a competent quarterback? Emory Jones was eighteen of twenty-eight, one ninety-five in a pick. Anthony Richardson was hurt yesterday. Do you think Richardson wins that game though? 
I don't know because it still comes down to situational football, and Dan Mullen just made the wrong play call. So let, let's let's dive into that play call. They go down the field. Malik Davis was it Davis or yeah, Davis broke out for the touchdown to the outside. They t- they make it 31-29. If Florida's kicker doesn't miss an extra point earlier in the game, it's a tie game with three minutes left. The two point conversion play call is a delayed zone read to the A gap. It was to the just inside. it was just way too slow slow. It was to a be slow your developing game, to be your play call to tie the game against Alabama. They had so much success running to the edge and running to the outside that the one time they need two yards, they go right into the defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. They go right in that A gap right there. And it's and then the clock management from Mullen the other end was I know the clock wasn't working but Mullen basically I thought wasted a timeout when he didn't need to, which is very yeah. typical Dan Mullen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think Florida could win nine ten games this year. Who else? Yeah. Do, who do they play from the SEC West? Um, they play. Um, I know we well they play Georgia. Well, yeah, well, obviously least. they play at LSU, who we okay. don't think is all that. They're that's all a, right, that's a tough game. But yeah, like. They lost last year to LSU. Okay, at and then home, Bambos so like, are other crossover games. So, mm-hmm. rest of the way, the really tough games are LSU and Georgia left. And then and, and they play at Kentucky in yeah. a couple weeks, which will be tough. But other than that, like, you look at the, they, the four games after after Georgia, they go to South Carolina, Samford, at Mizzou, Florida State. There's a chance Samford and Florida State might have, like, two wins combined. So, we, we were running through Florida State's schedule yesterday. Trying to find three wins and we, we had, couldn't find we had them. Severe trouble. We we think that, who's the bad team of Florida State schedule? UMass. We think they're going to be UMass. After that, it's they get Are they Syracuse, Syracuse at home. They get NC State. It's Miami at home, which could be upset watch. But I'm not sure Florida State's going to win three games this year. And if they don't, Mike like Mike Norvell's going to be fired if he wins two and or the, three and games. Hired like, Deion Sanders. So yeah, they have to. We me and Scott were talking about this this morning. Oh man, I wish Scott was. Scott there. agrees with us. So. Well, let's let's go to any final thoughts on Bama, uh, Florida. Um, yeah, I think we're good. Bryce Young is the listen. Best. I said, Bryce I, Young is still my Heisman favorite t- today. No, I agree with that, and I think I said at the beginning of the year this Bama team wasn't good enough to win, to go undefeated in the regular season. Um, I still I kind of reta- re- redacted that statement a couple weeks back after I saw them play Miami, but. Well, now we realize um, Miami's not very but good. But now, it's not that I don't think Bama is that good. It's I think the SEC West is just so loaded that like they're bound to lose one of one of five to Arkansas, Ole Miss, A&M, Auburn, and whoever else I'm missing. Yeah. A- LSU or something like that? Like, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be a tough one for Bama. I think they could slip up somewhere. Ole Miss, I think Ole Miss is a really good team. I think offensively, they're as good as any team in the country. And, and like, listen... If well, do, you just want, do you just want to flash on Ole Miss right now? Yeah. Well, Ole, Miss Ole Miss plays Bama. 61 points in like 40 minutes of football yesterday. It was Against Tulane, who's like not bad. Incredible. Like They scored 61 points in 40 I'm minutes. I'm going to go to that game real quick and the, and just like Matt read Kyle off. scored seven touchdowns. Just read off some numbers for you guys. First of all, that game was in a delay to start, so it ended really late. Um, It was one of, one of the two games that was kind of on national TV that was in a delay as well as Clemson, who we'll get to in a sec. But... Matt Corral threw for 335 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Ole Miss ran the ball, forget this, 372 yards. If Ole and Miss, they're not even known for the running game. If Ole, Miss can, run the, first if Ole Miss can run the ball against Bama like Florida did yesterday, and then they have Matt Corral and that Emory Jones, like they have a real shot. Can we a do real a, shot. A little, I know the game's what, that game's two weeks away, correct? Yeah, it's week five. Can we do a little Bill Simmons, Cousin Sal, guess the line? What do you think that line is? Um, it's in Tuscaloosa. I, it is in I Tuscaloosa. Say Bama's a, a touchdown favorite. I was thinking like 10. 
or 12? I'll go seven and a half. I'll go ten and a half. I don't know, we'll man. See. Ole Miss is really good. Ole Miss has an easy game next week, if I'm not mistaken, as well. They had 707 total yards of offense yesterday, and they didn't, and they stopped trying 10 minutes left in the third quarter. They, oh man, if Ole Miss can beat Bama, this season would be completely off the rails. They had 61 points yesterday. They didn't score in the fourth quarter. You ready for our, our weekly Clemson thing? Oh, this is going to be a disaster. Not, Clemson's not a good team. No, they're not. I don't not. think Clemson's the best. I think Boston College. Ask me who's better today, Boston College or Clemson. I'll go Boston College. I don't know if Boston College will be able to beat them with a backup quarterback. The backup quarterback's not bad. Listen, Virginia Tech lost to West Virginia yesterday, and Virginia got rolled by UNC. This ACC is worse than it's ever this been. This is the, the worst conference in Power, Power you, 5, and it's not close. You, you think about what Clemson's gone through in the past, and you look at the opponents that they've had to play in the ACC title game, and this year it's worse than you could possibly imagine. Who's in the driver's seat to win the the Coastal? coastal? My, so Virginia my, Tech, just because they haven't lost a conference well, neither game? Neither is Miami, but they're also 1-2 and two in, in shambles. Yeah. I mean, like, at least Virginia Tech's won a conference game. Like, if you want to go look at the ACC Coastal standing, it's just a, a complete Every mess. Every team is a loss, correct, in the Coastal? Huh? Every team in the Coastal is a loss. Yes. There's only two teams left that are undefeated in the Wake ACC. Wake Forest and Boston College. And it's Wake Forest and Boston College, which, by the way, like... I mean, this is, this is just a disaster of, of conference. And but, like, so back to Clemson, they scored 14 points against Georgia Tech. Northern Illinois scored more points against. They Georgia scored 24. Tech. They won 24, 21. I think, maybe it was 24. Georgia 23. Tech was driving down the field, a chance to tie the game, and they Clemson got a goal line stand because they have a good defense. DJ Ugongolai, I feel so happy that I got this right. Not the name, but like I did get the name right. But I knew this. He wasn't the guy. I I knew at the end of last year, people were like, oh my God, he's the next Deshaun Watson. He's the next. Trevor Lawrence. I watched him like he played two games and nearly lost both. They held on for DLF against Boston College and he lost to Notre Dame in a game that they had no run game and he couldn't carry the way. Yesterday against Georgia Tech, 18 of 25, 126 yards, and a QBR of 46.7. Jordan, Jordan Yates, I want to get that right. He's a quarterback for Georgia Tech. Right? Yes. Jordan Yates had more passing yards, more completions on a few more pass attempts and a significantly higher quarterback rating. Against a significantly better defense. Clemson has a top five defense in the country. But they can't score. They have Will Shipley carried the load yesterday. Will, the freshman Will Shipley. 21 carries, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Okay, so here's here's something interesting. In the last decade of, of football, you even go back, go back, I think since the start of the BCS era, I want to say, in 1998, there's only one team to win the national championship without a top 25 defense, and that's Auburn with Cam Newton. So... There's that. I wonder what that stat is about offense. Because this Clemson offense, forget top 25. They're not a top 50 offense in the country. So How do you struggle with Georgia Tech that much? Like, this team, forget about them having a good wins. The, forget about this team having enough good wins. They aren't going to look impressive enough in their, actual, in their bad wins to, to be good enough to get to the playoff. How can the committee look at this and be like, oh, yeah, this is a playoff team? I, I was doing my rank, rankings last night. They're not my top 10. There are 10 teams in this country right now, maybe 15 that can beat Clemson. Is NC State one of them? We'll find out soon enough. <laughs> yeah, this this would be the worst team to make the playoff. And my worry... Worse, worse than Florida State in 2014? Yes, that team actually had like good players. <laughs> this Clemson team doesn't. That, te- that team at least had a Heisman finalist at quarterback. Yeah, they had Jalen Ramsey at corner. This, this team... DJ's not a top four or five quarterback in the ACC right now. Forget Heisman. And... I think part of their problem, actually, is I know losing Trevor Lawrence is monumental. He was the best quarterback we've had in college football in a long time. But 
losing Travis Etienne and just like he did so much for that team. He was the best. He's the best running back in ACC history. Yeah. And now they're handing the ball off to a freshman, Will Shipley, 21 times a game. Tra- Travis Etienne gets 21 carries against Georgia Tech. How many? How many does he run for? Close to 200. They would have scored 25 more points if Georgie plays yesterday. 20, maybe 20 more points. It's just Will Shipley had 88 yards on 21 carries yesterday. He had two touchdowns, but like they're both goal line touchdowns. Yeah, like come on, like Georgia Tech should not be have a goal line chance to tie the game against you. My worry is there's gonna be so much, there's my worries mean there's gonna be so much chaos that they have to put Clemson in. Like a one loss ACC champion. If Clemson finishes, that uh, doesn't worry me at all. I put I, a I don't three want loss SEC West team in over them. Arkansas is going to finish 9-3. and I'd put Arkansas in over Clemson. Okay, what other games we should we touch on? Uh, Georgia, so, down, Georgia dominated South Carolina. Yeah, to Georgia's, Georgia's still, the best or Georgia's second best team in the country. So many, they're still missing Darnell Washington. They're still missing Eric Gilbert. And in three games, Pickens isn't back yet. And in three games, their first unit defense hasn't allowed a touchdown. So, you talk about how good Clemson's defense is. Take, you know who's, take, re- you know who's really will. good? Brock Bowers. Five catches. I told you week one. Five catches, 53 yards yesterday. I just uh, can't imagine what's going to happen to him when Washington and Gilbert come back. And, and, da- if, if and Daniels is back. settling in. 23 of 31, 303, three touchdowns. Yeah, listen, yards, so- 96. listen South Carolina's not a good team, but like... And, Ken- Ken- like, and Kendall Milton had a big game, too. He's their third running back. Like, you look at what Clemson did against Georgia Tech, and you look what Georgia did against South Carolina yesterday. It's not remotely comparable. Like, I know the score of that game was only 10-3, but Georgia's so much better, better than Clemson. That, that game was epic. Thank God, thank God Georgia won that game. Yeah. I mean, they, maybe Georgia, did Georgia break Dabo Sweeney? You asked me that yesterday. I think Ryan Day might have last year in the playoff. Maybe. They got just completely outcoached by a coach who's in Listen, I don't think five. Dabo's a bad coach. No, I think he's the well, second by, best by no coach means. in the sport. Yeah, but, like, just some of their – like, maybe it's Tony Elliott, their offensive coordinator, because some of their play calling is just – so mysterious right now. They just now. don't have the they don't have the personnel. They realize that Gungle isn't they, the guy. But they haven't had the personnel in the past, and they've and they've, they've won. had the quarterback though. Not Kelly Bryant when they were the one seed in the playoff. Yes, but that was also a very weak ACC, and they didn't have to play. I, I mean, know. this is a weak ACC, and that team blew out yeah. teams like. But Kelly was somewhat competent, and they had, they had a run game. Like I this, think. this Clemson team is just not good yeah. at all. We could come back to better words. Um, Indiana, Cincinnati, quickly. What do you think? Um, Cincinnati started out really slow. But I was actually impressed with them. They, they battled back. They were down 14 nothing early. Desmond Ritter really struggled to start the game. He looked really uncomfortable, but he ended up playing pretty well. Um, Cincinnati, this was a good one for them. They're going go to um, they're gonna go to Notre Dame in two, in two weeks off, off a of bye. Notre Dame's got Wisconsin this week. So if they, if they win that game, the playoff, the playoff talk's going to start. You talk, about, you talk about chaos. If there's chaos and, and Cincinnati's undefeated, they're in. And Cincinnati's on a bye. If they so, win, if they win this game, if they go to South Bend in two weeks, yeah, that, that is an unbelievable. Since, college Cincinnati's used well. to this road environment now. They play played in front of a big crowd, which they hadn't really before. So they're going to go to. I think they go to Notre Dame in two weeks and win. I think they also. If they do, they're in the driver's seat for the playoff, in my opinion. I think they are too. They, they do have a tough game against UCF though. Other but than like, that, you, they have it. You look at all the teams like ahead of them right now: Iowa, Oregon, all those teams. All of them are going to lose. So, so why why shouldn't Cincinnati vault those are you teams? Sure Oregon is. I think so. I think they will also. One loss Oregon, one loss Cincinnati. Who's making it? One, one loss Oregon because they have the Ohio sorry, State. One, one. Sorry, one loss Oregon, undefeated Cincinnati. Who's in? It depends where, how good Ohio State is. If Ohio State's a two-loss Ohio team. Ohio State's a one-loss. Ohio State runs the table. And let, me, no, let me just set the stage. None of the other games are really important. We can touch on UCLA in a second. Uh, let's go. Georgia go. I don't know. Georgia and Bama both have one loss. I don't know who's the conference champion. 
there's either one lost Bama or one lost Georgia. They're both one's a conference both champion. Of, both are in. Okay, that's what I thought. Then you have I'll throw Clemson out of the picture. A one loss Oregon, an undefeated Cincinnati, and a one loss Ohio State. Who's out? Well, o- Ohio State's out because they lost to Oregon. The head-to-head wouldn't mean so much. But then it comes down to Cincinnati, Oregon, and I'd say probably... Or Cincinnati, Ohio State, you mean? Or, yeah, no. Ohio, Ohio State's out because they lost to so Oregon. So those two teams are in. I gave you five teams. So those four Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two teams are in. But then there's also the Clemson equation. And Oklahoma. Yeah, other teams. This, the- is, this is an awesome season. Uh, UCLA lost to Fresno State. Yeah, that was the game I was worried about. UCLA was riding high. They started 2-0. They had beaten LSU, even though they were coming off a bye. Fresno State's a good team that almost beat Oregon a couple weeks ago. I, talk, so, I talked on TWS and Tailgate that this UCLA team is very young. They have four seniors. They have the high of the win against LSU two weeks ago, and then they have a bye. They don't really know what to do with themselves. Yeah, no, I still really like UCLA. I just think this was kind of a hangover game for, for them. I still think this team's going to win nine games. We, we just did that playoff thing and didn't even mention Penn State or Iowa. I know. That is, there are so many contenders this year. There, like we say this, we don't. Like, do, we didn't. We don't even say this every year. It's just there's so there are I think eleven or twelve teams that I think are gonna make the playoff this and, year. And we didn't. And we didn't mention any of those other teams in the SEC West or like anyone really. Like BYU. Notre Notre Dame still undefeated as we speak. So BYU. If BYU goes undefeated, they would have like five wins against Pac-12. Okay, teams. my brother actually texted me to talk about this. Um. So which one, Blake or Kyle? Okay. The younger one. So he, he texted me to talk about this. Do you think BYU's can get can get in if they run the table? I, I asked you that yesterday. They now have three wins they against would, the Pac-12 South. Have, so if they were on the table, they'd have five wins against Pac-12 teams. They would have a win against Baylor and a win against Virginia. Those are seven wins against Power 5 teams. That's as much as you can ask for for a, a group of five I mean, teams. I don't know if they're that's in. That's as much as Notre Dame's going to do. I think you get them in the conference. No, Notre Dame's schedule is tough. Notre Dame's playing Wisconsin and... And Virginia Tech, and they've already beaten Florida State, who's not very good, but they're playing Cincinnati. It's a different. Okay, I'm if looking- BYU runs a team, it, it reminds me of Baylor from two years ago. That is okay, this, where we kind of just don't think about them until week like ten or yes. whatever. But there's no conference championship for them to play. No, there's not, and th- that's probably what keeps them out for sure. But um, I think they can get themselves. There's, if chaos, if enough chaos happens, they can get themselves in the conversation. Um, yes, I think they have a good. Their quarterback is really good. Yeah. He is Jaron Hall. I yeah. think I believe his name is BYU's just whole system is good. Like you watch their games, it's really good play calling. Um Kalani Sataki, their their head coach, is a very good coach and gets overlooked because he coaches BYU, who is an independent school and doesn't have the brand of Notre Dame. But no, I'm looking at BYU's schedule right now. They go to South Florida next week. Then at, they play at Utah State, who is okay. Um but then Boise State, Baylor, Washington State, Virginia, and then USC to close out. Those are their toughest games on their schedule left. I don't think they're going to get to the playoff, but like you have to start they thinking maybe in the New Year's Six with this yes. team. Maybe New Year's Six. Um, We're going to need like a New Year's Nine this year. There's so yeah. many good teams. I mean, this, this season's chaos. It's pure chaos. You want to run... Um, Upset, upset special. special. Upset special. So the upset special is a combined five and one. Liddy's I'm three and zero. Unreal three and zero. He had week one UCLA W. Last week was last week I took Virginia Tech or this week I took for uh, West Virginia to beat Virginia Tech. What was last week? Week two. Who did I take? It was the game we bet on. Also, um, hold on. I'm going back to look at it right now. I'll be able to tell you as soon as I see it. Um, who did I take? Oh, BYU to beat oh, Utah. Lock. 
So week well, one. Utah's now two, uh, one and two, by the way. Week one, I hit on Virginia Tech v. North Carolina. Week two is the massive Colorado Texas A&M. Which should have won. should have won. And then last week, I nailed. Um, I'm blanking already. Michigan State Michigan to beat Miami. Michigan State beat Miami. So I, well, I, we're five and one, and we're essentially a touchdown with a minute to go away from being six and out. Which is crazy. Picking unranked teams to beat ranked teams for those who aren't aware of the segment. Yeah, and I, my, my, my. Do you, you want to go with yours first? Yeah, I, so, I know which one you're taking. Um. My streak is on the line here, three in a row, which you think I'd play it safe, but I'm not going to, as Chris Fowler would, would say. But he's um, not going to. Um, I have an interesting one this week. We talked all that stuff about Clemson, how bad they are. They're going to lose at NC State next week. NC State's a good home team. They have a decent quarterback in Devin Leary that, and a good running back in Zonovan Knight that can carve them up a little bit. DJ gets down on the road. We saw how he reacted being down to Boston College yep. and Notre Dame last year. NC State beats Clemson outright at NC State. Clemson gets to, goes to two and two. Is there any way that UCLA is still ranked next week? I think they should be. I think they've done enough to should be like Fresno State's good. I'm I'm torn. I might go Stanford over UCLA. Okay, that's a good pick. That, that'll be mine. That's I a good pick. Upset special week four. I think if assuming the rankings hold and Stanford's not ranked, which I don't think they should be considered. I thought that had a chance of being the Fowler game next week until UCLA. That's at five o'clock. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be a Pac-12 network. networking. Oh. Why? Disaster. Stanford's good. So I am picking Stanford beat UCLA from the special. I feel pretty good about it. I don't think UCLA is <laughs> a tough game. I think Stanford was one of my sleeper teams going into the year. Baylor being Iowa State would have been my other one, but I'm, I'm just, I feel better about Stanford. I bet on them yesterday. They worked. Moneyline finally hit. Stanford's good. Like This is a good football team. They're going to win eight, 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 nine games. Yep. Uh, playoff rankings. You go first. Okay. Are we doing seven? Uh, do your four teams and a couple teams in the hunt. Okay, so my top four, uh, it did change. Uh, despite not uh, not a lot of top ten teams doing much, uh, it did change. I still have Alabama one, Georgia two. I moved Iowa up to three and Oregon up to four. Uh, my next three, Penn State's at five after their win in, win in the whiteout. I moved Oklahoma down to six. I just don't think they've done anything impressive to be in the top That's four. Fair. So I had to move them down. you, you got to show me that you're... You're capable of beating good teams, and Oklahoma hasn't done that. And then Cincinnati 7. So I have Georgia 1. I think Georgia's the best team in the country. I haven't, I kept Bama 1 I, the first I can't argue weeks. with that right now. Georgia's the best team in the country. They have a great offense and the best defense in the nation. Bama 2, they're close behind. They didn't play great yesterday. 3, I have Iowa. They are so good. They are like they, we didn't even talk about what they did to Kent State. They ran the ball all over them. And listen, they're and not, that defense still hasn't given up This a isn't an Iowa team that's going to... Like blow you out of the water with how much they blow out teams. That's not who Iowa is, but they're go- they're going to ground and pound against you. Petrus is going to not turn the ball over, and they're going to get defensive stops. Then I still have Oklahoma at four. They, you want to say that they haven't looked great, sure, but I'd rather them beat teams like Nebraska and Tulane, even though it's by a combined twelve points, than them beating McNeese State or beating Northern Oklahoma or Northern Arizona. They, they're at least they're playing somewhat decent teams. I don't think Nebraska's as bad as people say. Nebraska, and Oklahoma, in my mind, is still a top four team. I think they. We'll see what they look like in Manhattan when they play Kansas. They're still far Kansas and away State, the best team in the Big Twelve. Yes. Five. I have. I have Oregon five. They're they're really good. It's a good football team. And then Penn, Penn State. I I love they did yesterday. They have two incredible wins already. But I'm not going to go prisoner of the moment. Put them in the top four. And right now, I still think they're the sixth best team in the country. Uh, Texas A&M. Or sorry, uh, Cincinnati seven. They're not too far behind. Texas A&M eight. I don't have Clemson nor Ohio State in my playoff picture. Right I now. have Ohio State ten. Okay. Um, Clemson eleven. So Clemson's done nothing to show me they're good. Ohio State. 
struggled with Tulsa yesterday, if we're being per- perfectly honest. Yep. So, um, one team to watch out for that I probably have ranked a lot higher than most people. I have Ole Miss at eight. Uh, it's, it's scary. Man, this is a really they're, good, they're a really good team. team. Let's hit a break, then preview week two of the NFL season. This is KCO 88.1 to start your Sunday. KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Harbin. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, My favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House, the perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Ken Bone, Radio Man, KCOU. What does your smile say about you? Are you happy? Confident? Friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Welcome back to KCOU 88.1. This is Start Your Sunday. Harrison Vatnick, John Plitzkin. We're being joined to talk about the NFL with some of our favorite family in Columbia, Jake and Devin Circus. Welcome to Start Your Sunday, guys. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. Jake? I, I think the last time I was up this early on a Sunday was the last time I was on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is in, like, the end of February. It was a long time ago. Well, welcome in, guys. This is the first time we've really had a big, like, guest show in the wild, I would say. Anything, I, I, Dev? Anything? I, I, I love being deemed a big is, guest. I mean, I'm honored. Is this the first time great. you've been in the studio? First time I've had the headsets on and a live mic in front of me other than, like, touring the place. Well, it's well, good to see everything works. Welcome the to magic happens. One, of the, one of the best shows here we have at KCOU. <laughs> let's, let's talk NFL Slayton. We wanted this to usually start with the best game of the day, but... I kid you not, Jake and Devin are matching right now. They're both wearing they are both wearing white Joe Burrow jerseys with backwards hats on. I think Dev is wearing a Missouri hat. Jake is wearing my Bass Pro Shop. His hat. Bass Pro Shops, big supporter of of Bass Pro Shops. Let's talk, and then we have Liddy here, who's a a Bears fan. Yeah, Bears Bengals today. So let's, Liddy let's wearing his his Bass Pro shirt. Oh, oh my God, we're all matching. <laughs> Let's let's start with the game of the day, Bears Bengals. I don't think anyone in the world is saying that except for us today. We'll start with you, Dev. Okay. What are you looking for for your Cincinnati Bengals today? 
looking for the Bengals to slow down Montgomery. Uh, worried about the receivers with the depleted uh, defensive secondary for the Bengals. But I think they get enough pressure. I think they smack Andy Dalton in the face a little bit, the mouth a little bit, and uh, the offense runs wild and the Bengals win. I'm going to go 24-20. I'm worried about Montgomery. had a great game last week against the Rams. Bears have a couple of great receivers. Bengals cornerback's a little depleted, a little untested. But uh, I think the Bengals win. Joe Burrow gets his... First road win, I believe. First road win. Yeah, he does not have any road wins. And Zach Taylor, not the best road record uh, amongst NFL coaches, but he gets this year started off right on the road. Liddy, you want to count to that? Yeah. Um, you, like like Dev mentioned, David Montgomery looking for a huge game out of him today. I've said he's one of the most underrated backs in the league for a year or so now. Uh, he, had, he had a great game against a tough L.A. defensive front yesterday, uh, last week. Sorry about that. And then... I want to see Justin Fields get more snaps today. Like I, I feel like I'm probably going to say this for the next four or five <laughs> weeks, yeah. but he's the best quarterback on this roster. You watch Andy Dalton play last week. He can't throw the ball downfield, and he hasn't been able to for quite some time now. So F- Fields gives them the best chance to win, and the more snaps he gets, the better chance the Bears are going to have to win this game. There, there are certain things in sports when you talk about it where you know the public is the public is always wrong, right? But the entire world outside of one person thinks that Justin Fields should start. Matt Nagy's not that smart. There's no way he's smarter than everyone else on this planet. Uh, Justin Fields should 100% be playing this game. I get benching versus Aaron Donald and that Rams front. I understand it, but there's no reason why Justin Fields should not be playing. They go to Detroit, I believe, next week or the week after. But the next three games are against lower-tier pass we, we rush put teams, the, We put the Browns next week. Which is not a great pass rush. And then the Lions and Raiders. Yeah, so Wait, like, Browns is not a good other pass than, rush? Other than Miles Garrett. Yeah, they they can end his career. Right, but, but like, no, like there's... But he's going to have to play those teams eventually anyways. Yeah, so. like, I get benching for the, the, the Rams game, but Bengals, Lions, Raiders, Browns, like, those teams are not elite, elite pass rushers. There's one... I, it's Miles Garrett, and that's it. That's the isn't, only really. Isn't Matt Nagy trying to save his job? Like, I don't understand this. He's going to get fired it, anyways. They don't have a first round pick. But, like, I sort of compare it to the Baker thing where in 2018, yeah, Tyrod Taylor was better in terms of saving Hugh Jackson's job. And Tyrod Taylor would have kept playing if Baker didn't get hurt or if, if, if he didn't get hurt on that Thursday night game. Just turns out Baker played well and they, and they, they won a couple of games after that. And they barely beat the Jets that night. Let's, let's not he, act like he, he saved he, the franchise. But no, he, he played well in the Falcons game. Uh, a couple weeks later, but Baker Baker played well that year, and he didn't save Hugh Jackson's job. Hugh Jackson's already at the door, but that's kind of the situation that I compare it to, where it's okay, pick, but in, but in, but not every situation is created equal. It's not always the veteran quarterback is automatically better to save the incumbent coach's job. And I, I think the situation where Justin Fields can really do a, a lot of different things that Dalton can't in terms of running, throwing down the field. Justin Fields is better for saving Matt Nagy's job, but I think Matt Nagy's already at the door here. Yeah, uh, Jake, give me a score prediction for this game. Um, I think the Bengals. I've been on the Bengals winning all week. I have them winning twenty-seven, twenty-one. I, I do think slowing down Montgomery is really important. They slowed down Dalvin Cook very, very well last week. The Bengals don't have any stars on the interior, but they do have DJ Reader. They have Larry Ogunjobi, who they signed from Cleveland. Uh, they're Jake, very. We have fourteen deep. games to preview. We don't I need know, okay, fair position. enough. Fair enough. Uh, twenty-seven, twenty-one. Uh, I predicted the exact score of the Bengals game last week. I said twenty-seven, twenty-four Bengals. Uh, I am going to get it right again. 30 to 23 Bengals. Uh, let's move on to the Sunday night game tonight. Game of the week, I think, in my mind, other than your guys' game, obviously. <laughs> Ravens versus Chiefs. Lamar Jackson's 0 3 against Patrick Mahomes in his career. They have struggled. My last year, Lamar threw for under 100 yards in that game. They were dominated from start to finish. 
Is there any way Lamar gets his first win against the Chiefs tonight? I'll start with you, Blitty. Um, I don't think so. Patrick Mahomes has never thrown a pick in September, and he's never lost a game in September. I think this game could get out of hand pretty quickly. Um, I have the Chiefs big in this in this one. I don't think the Ravens are all that. We know they're depleted at running back. We know they lost Marcus Peters. I think that's going to be an issue. I expect big games for both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Uh, Chiefs win by by double digits tonight in Baltimore. Jake, where do you stand? They need one. They they, they need one of those wins. They haven't had one in a very long time. They're two and ten against the spread in their last 12 games. They're 10-2 and two against on the money line in those games, including the postseason. They need a blowout win. And again, in September, against a team that they do very well against every single every single time. It feels like they face every single year. Um, fourth straight year. Yeah, fourth straight year. And they, they need one. Going on the road, prime time. Uh, some people like the Ravens to cover, but it's still the Chiefs' money line. I, I think Chiefs win big here. I really do. Dad, what do you got? Uh, this isn't the Ravens team of the last couple of years. I think yeah. this team's going to struggle to make the playoffs. There's no chance they win tonight. Offensive line issues. Uh, they're running out uh, running backs that are about as old as me uh, with an unproven, <laughs> You're a young undrafted man, free agent. No chance. Chiefs win big. I, Kansas City minus 3.5 is my lock of yep. the day. I think Mahomes is a huge game. Terrace Bart decimated Ravens secondary. There are so many injuries across the board, both offense and defense. Uh, another big game from Holmes. I do think he's going to throw his first September interception tonight, but I still think the Chiefs win by double digits. I'll say 31-21. Uh, a game I like at 325 today, Central. Titans and Seahawks. The Titans had high expectations going into the season. Uh, they added Julio Jones. Uh, they still have a good offensive line, but the defense just, there were concerns about it. And Kyler Murray tore them apart last week. Now you have a chance to fall to 0-2 today when you have expectations to win the AFC South and contend in the AFC. Seattle, incredible performance last week in Indianapolis. Russell Wilson only had four incompletions, and he threw for four touchdowns, and the run game looked good, and Tyler Lockett looked good, and Metcalf got open, and now you're a five-and-a-half point favorite home against uh, Tennessee. Uh, Liddy, do you think this could be a trap game for the Seahawks? Uh, I don't think so. Russell Wilson playing early in the season at home is usually a pretty safe bet. You remember how the Seahawks started last year. There were talks about them being the best team in the league for the first month, month and a half. I don't think this Titans team is as good to, as past years, similar to how the Ravens are. They're very bad on defense. They have offensive line problems. And last last week, the, the one thing they always do well is run the ball well with Derrick Henry, and they couldn't even do that last week. So I think this game might be a little closer than the, the spread is at, but I'll, I'll take the Seahawks at home, and Russell Wilson's going to th- throw three touchdowns in this game. Jake? I think Titans keep it close. Uh, going on the road after a, being embarrassed at home last week, uh, certain, certainly a bounce-back situation. Russ is always very good in September, early in the year, as Liddy said. Uh, I, I have the Seahawks here. I, I, I do think the Titans keep it close, though. Todd Downing is awful, and they're, like, they're going to try to score points this year and, and try to you know, squeak out wins. It's going to be hard for them, but there, there's a lot of good personnel on that team. They're going to score points. They're, they're going to be fine. Uh, they're not going to allow five sacks. The Seahawks defense is... is Nothing to, to, to write home about. Uh, so I have the Seahawks in this one, but Titans will keep it close. Dev? Titans gave up a boatload of points to a good offense last week in the Cardinals. Seahawks offense just as good. Uh, Titans defense questionable at best. Seahawks offense really good. I got this as 45-42 game of the day type stuff. Really? Whoever's got the ball last wins. Well, I got Russell Wilson in fantasy, so I'd love a 45-42. Uh, give me a winner quickly. Broncos, Jaguars, John. Uh, Broncos, and I don't think it's particularly close. Trevor Lawrence got problems today. What do you got, Jake? I think the opposite. I think it's a trap for Denver. I think they still win. Uh, but Lawrence looked good, and he looked really good. But Broncos still win. Dev? Teddy Bridgewater just wins games. Not pretty. Not going to be a fantasy uh, 
uh, exciting game, but this is like a 19 to six ugly yeah, type. Yeah, I think so also. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll say this looking directly at Liddy Broncos closer, closer than, than the experts think. <laughs> uh, let's do Raiders Steelers. Steelers a shocking win in Buffalo last week. I thought they were going to keep it close. They ended up winning the game pretty handedly. Buffalo or Raiders on the other hand a wild Monday night win against uh, Baltimore. The minus four and a half or the plus four and a half bet was felt like a roller coaster for the last hour of that game. Derek Carr had a decent second half. Darren Waller had like 20 targets in that game. They were able to find a way to win the game. Any chance they can go to Pittsburgh and start 2-0? Uh, I, I doubt it. I think the Raiders took advantage last week of a new stadium, really electric crowd in that stadium. They could have lost that game to Baltimore at any moment. I think the Steelers with that defense uh, take care of business in Pittsburgh today. They're going to kill them. They're going to kill them. This is this is one of my best bets of the week. Steelers minus six and a half. I tease them down to point five, and a lot of my teasers I did too. Uh, they're going to kill them. This is a home game for for Pittsburgh. The first home game with a full crowd that Ben is playing since early 2019. Really feels like the first time since 2018. Uh, ben, th- th- they're going to struggle to score points all year, but. Raiders defense is not great. Uh, this is a this is a huge spot for Pittsburgh to really start 20, 2021 off off uh, on the on the right foot. Yeah, you mentioned with Roethlisberger, he actually got hurt in their first home game in twenty nineteen against Seattle. This is gonna be his first real home game since the last game they played. Is it the New England game? Well, they missed the playoffs in 18. 20, 2018, but they I think their last home game they beat oh they beat Pitt Cincinnati week seventeen. The last oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that and the they beat New England in week fifteen and, as well. And they were down two touchdowns in that game. Yeah, they lost. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, Dev, what do you got? Huge win for the Raiders. First game with a crowd at the, in the Roomba yep. Monday night. This game will be the big, they'll suffer the biggest hangover uh, since you guys on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Steelers went big. All right, let's quickly do uh, Texans Browns. John, give me a winner. Uh, Browns pretty big. I don't think the Texans are even close to what they looked like last week against the rookie quarterback. Uh, but that that twelve that twelve points that Cleveland was getting to open, I, I like I liked a lot. And I think Cleveland's the second or third best team in the NFL right now. Cleveland big. Jake? Yeah. They, I, my biggest takeaway from last week is Cleveland's really good. And they are a uh, home game against, like, it's so easy to say, oh, they're going to run for 300. They might actually run for 300 in this game. Texans aren't going to stop them. They, there's no one on that team to stop them, to stop Chubb and, uh, and Hunt. I went with Chubb and Landry in my DFS lineup today. Brown's big. I like the Browns. 34-20 against Houston. I don't think Houston's as bad as people think. You look at their offensive personnel. Not awful. Defensively, right. bad. Offensively, they're going to score some points. They have a lot of middle-of-the-road players. They're not young. They're not old. They're and just Brandon like, Cooks is going to get his 1,000 yards for the seventh straight year and still get drafted in the eighth round of every fantasy league. <laughs> That's and right, it's right on. Another new team and then probably tear his hamstring or strain his hamstring and miss three games like yeah. he does every year. Uh, Patriots-Jets. Patriots close loss 17-16 to Miami last week. Mac Jones looked pretty good in his debut. Zach Wilson, strong debut against Carolina. Not, your stats don't really show for it, but he kind of kept them in the game in the second half. Um, any chance the Jets pull off the upset? No, I think one of the safer bets every single year in the NFL is Belichick against a rookie quarterback. Um, it's, it's been that way for quite some time now. I think today's game, is even in New York, is going to leave some people wondering about, about Zach Wilson in this league. I'll take the Patriots probably by, by double digits. you remember what they did to Justin Herbert la- yep, last 45-0. year? 45-0. Yeah. Uh, it, won't, it won't be that, that big, but this, this is a Patriots win convincingly. Jake? No Gilmore. You could kind of see it last week. It, it was it, it was a factor. It, it, it certainly was. Not sure how much of a factor it'll be with Wilson, but Wilson kind of looked good in the second half. I still have Patriots big. Uh, another very safe bet is Bill Belichick after a loss. I believe it's like 31-14 and 14 over the last like 15 years. It's yep. just, something crazy like that. Um, so I, I have Patriots winning here. I also like the under. 
Dev, you going to pick the Jets? Spot. Tracy might be listening. Uh, I'm not going to take the Jets, uh, but I am going to say you guys talked about best bets with Bill Belichick. Another safe bet with Belichick is you don't play if you fumble. Ramondre Stevenson yeah. fumbled early. Well, he had the fumble. He also, fumble. on, on with the rough in the passer, the defender went right through him. Right, right. But Damian Harris fumbled late, cost him the game. Yeah. Who runs the Harris, ball? Harris will get the ball today. Probably look for Arizona alum JJ Taylor. I hope he's active. I, I don't know if inactives actives have come out yet. I can check, but I really hope JJ's going to be in the lineup. I think he's he, gives he's some explosive to the Patriots offense. No, Patriots win in an ugly game. Patriots are going to win a lot of games yeah. where the where the under is thirty five. JJ Taylor is active. Thirty five points aren't scored. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson inactive. JJ Taylor active. Interesting. So switching it up. Yep. Don't fumble. Uh, I'll early, go New rookie. England. I think the six points spread is extremely high. I'll go the Patriots twenty two seventeen. Uh, give me a winner in. Let's do Niners Eagles. Eagles one and zero is this spread is only three and a half, or three points now down to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Niners had a good win in Detroit, but they kind of held on for dear life. It was forty one seventeen, the two minute warning, and the final score is forty one thirty three. Uh, do the Eagles pull off the upset today, John? No, but I think it's really close. I think San Fran probably wins this game somewhere around like twenty seven twenty four. I was really wrong about the Eagles. I think they're not going to be as bad. Their their front four uh, was awesome last week. Atlanta couldn't do anything against them. <laughs> San Fran wins this one close. Jake, uh, let's see how the, how Jalen Hurts and the Eagles do against a team that can tackle, cover, and attack the quarterback. Because uh, the, the Atlanta Falcons can do neither of them. Look, Vegas wants you to bet San Fran here. They really do. Uh, they, they got me to do it. They're they're all over. They got me to do it too. I I I. I, I'm willing to get hurt. Like, I'm willing to fall into this trap because I really do think highly of San Fran, and I think highly of Jimmy that he's going to go on the road and, and beat a team that just is, d- d- does not look any good on paper. Dev? This San Fran team is as good as they were two years ago. Thank you. Throw last year out. Everybody got hurt. The four of us were one step away from playing for them. <laughs> uh, this is a good team. This team's got a really good chance to go to the Super Bowl. The Eagles are a fraud. I, this game reeks of 31-3 to to me. Whoa. I, I like the Niners big also. I hope we get to see some more Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is a pretty good quarterback. Threw a touchdown in his pass last week. I'll take the Niners by 10 points, 31 to 21. Uh, give me a winner in Saints-Panthers, John. Uh, I think this is a total trap game for the Saints. Yeah. They played really well last week in Jacksonville against Green Bay. Almost too well. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're as good as they played, la- played last week. I like Carol- Carolina at home here. Jake? That's my bet of the week. Uh, trap of the week for... Publics on Saints. Uh, they're without Davenport, Alexander, Werner, Hanson, Lattimore, and Gardner Johnson, and like 17 coaches. Uh, <laughs> Carolina playing their second straight home game. Carolina is the best team in the Matt, since Matt Rule came. They're the best third down offense in the league. Really? Yes. I, I'm huge on the Panthers this year. Yes. Love them. Dave, are you? Matt Rule is going to win Coach of the Year one of these years. It could be this year. This year. It might this year. be next year. They're close to being a very, very good football team. They're a playoff th- team in my mind. I-, I think today they start to make that push, and I-, I think they beat the Saints. You know, Jake mentioned this the other day, and I think it's a great point. You didn't just mention it, so I'll say it for you. Saints are living on the road. They're living at a hotel, living in out of suitcases. T- I mean, it's a shame. Tough for them. It gets harder against a really, really good defense. Panthers win. Yeah, I like the Panthers also. Trap game. I think Vegas knows also because you know you win against the Packers by 35 points. Jameis Winston throws five touchdowns. Should be favorite the next or should be heavy favorite the next week. Only a three point favorite tells you what they think about Jameis Winston, what he can do in consecutive games. I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a three or four interception Jameis game today. And Ra- don't forget about Tampa Bay. Jameis and Matt Rule is a phenomenal defensive exactly. coach, and that D is well. Really Matt Rule good. wasn't the coach when Jameis was there. But no, no, no. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Yep. I understand. Uh, Rams Colts. 
Jake and I had high expectations for the Colts this year. Liddy hopped on the bandwagon kind of late. <laughs> they're in <laughs> danger. Of, they're in danger of falling 0 2 today. They are in. They had a poor performance against Seattle. Now they get a hot Rams team. Can the Colts salvage? I don't want to say salvage their season, but get, kind of right the ship and give some momentum going to next week. Uh, I don't think they do. Uh, I think the Rams showed a lot last week against the Bears. This offense is much better that when than when they had Jared Goff, even without a legitimate number one running back. And Matthew Stafford goes back, goes to Indy today. They're playing in a dome, which he's used to playing in, playing in Detroit for so many years. I think the Rams probably get, win this one by a touchdown. I still don't think the Colts are that are that bad. It's a tough schedule but, to start. But it's, the Rams it's a really, Seahawks, it's a really it's difficult schedule to open the season, even at home. Jake? I think they get it done. Uh, that that last week Colts team was not who they're going to be. They always lose week one, especially in the, the Frank Reich era. They're going to miss uh, Xavier Rhodes. They're going to miss Braden Smith. No injuries on the Rams' part. But Eric Fisher's back, so they have their left tackle back, still playing without their right tackle, Braden Smith. But I, this is a big game for Carson Wentz. Again, at home, I, I, I like teams who are playing two straight games at home, especially to open up the year. Rams are really good. They might, they're probably, probably the better team here. I love the Colts against the spread, and, and I think that they're going to squeak, uh, squeak it out here to kind of get back on the, on the right foot. Dev? So the Rams are an interesting one. So you, you look at the offense. If Daryl Henderson can give him 1,000 yards, solid production, they have one of the best offenses in the league. Clearly, they have one of the best defenses in the league. But when I look at Super Bowl teams as a whole, I, I don't see the Rams as a contender. I don't know if that makes sense. But they're a really good football team. They win big. Colts are not as good as Jake thinks. I, I'm a little nervous about the Colts. I think they're going to lose today kind of big. I think the Rams are going to go in there, in there and by, win by 10, maybe two touchdowns. Uh, Stafford looked really good against the Bears. The, Col- the Colts too. have injuries. The Colts are hurt. And yeah. it's, it's going to be tricky. I just don't know where they're going to find the production offensively. Outside of Jonathan Taylor, I, I was kind of ignoring the receiving core, but now I look at it a little deeper. It's, it's not great. And Wentz is really going to have to do a lot if that team wants to win. Uh, give me a winner in Bills Dolphins, Liddy. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the Bills. It's on the, on the road. Dolphins are a tough defense, but I think Josh Allen ba- bounces back from the not so good performance he had last week. Cool, yeah, Jake. Yeah, Bills for me. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Dev, I, I like the Bills. The Dolphins have a chance to make a statement by with winning this game uh, and maybe do what the Bills did last year. That, that that's the plan, but I don't think it happens. The Bills are a very very good football team coming off the loss last week. They're they're hungry to win and they will. Great, I'll do it. No one did it. Miami's gonna win this game. But Miami with their defense. Miami with their defense in that hot weather at home. They are going to find a way, like they did last week. It'll be ugly. I. Well, I didn't like the way Buffalo looked last week. I think now they have to go on the road to Miami, which is a tough place to play. I'm going to the Dolphins with a last-second field goal to beat my Buffalo. 34-31 high-scoring game. Uh, last game... If Tua scores okay. 34 points, we're going to have to extend There's the show next three, week. Three quick games we didn't talk about. Yeah, v- Vikings, Cardinals, anything? Anyone want to hop Car- into that game? Cardinals wipe them. They're going to wipe them. Yeah, the Vikings didn't look great last week, but um, and Arizona looked good. I expect more of the same. Anything, Dev? Entertaining, high-scoring game. Cardinals should win. Any, anyone want to pick the Cardinals Falcons to beat the Bucks? No. No, Tom Brady's never lost to, to, the, to the Falcons. Yep. He's 8-0. Cowboys-Chargers. win trailing 28-3. Cowboys-Chargers, who wins? Quick. Oh, Chargers, big game from Justin Herbert at Jake. home. Dallas. Dallas, huge. I'm going Chargers. Wait, Dallas? No, sorry, Chargers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Chargers are a slight favorite. Let's finish off with four sorry. downs, four rapid-fire questions that have to do the NFL today. Usually it's just John and I going back and forth. Now everyone can kind of chip in. I will go first. This is a quick response. First thing that comes to your mind. First down, which former Penn State receiver in honor of the big win yesterday has the most receiving yards today? Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, or K.J. Hamler? Allen Robinson. Jake? Uh, Robinson. Godwin. 
Second down, Russell Wilson threw 254 yards and four touchdowns against a good Colts defense last week. What's his stat line against a much worse Titans defense? I'll go 325, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, 310, three touchdowns, no picks. Dev? 412, four and one. Third down, Lamar Jackson averaging 170 passing yards against the Chiefs in his three games against them. Does he reach 200 yards tonight? No, he'll come up just short. Yeah, he will because they'll, they'll be playing from behind. That's exactly what I was going to say. Fourth down, which Carolina Panther defensive back will be the first to intercept Jameis Winston today? J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, Jeremy Chin, or Rashawn Melvin? J.C. Horn. Uh, J.C. Horn, but uh, yeah, J.C. Horn. Jake taught me about Jeremy Chin, so I'm going to give him some love. All right, four downs. Love Jeremy Chin. Let's wrap it up. All right, first down, an offensive showdown in Jerry World today. Who throws for more passing yards between Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert? Dak Prescott. Dak. Justin Herbert. Second down, Jameis Winston was one of the pleasant surprises in week one, throwing for five touchdowns against Green Bay. Does he throw over under two and a half against Carolina today? He'll go, uh, on. He'll go under. under. It, it'll be a Camaro under. game, I think. Camaro game. All right. Uh, third down, Chandler Jones had five sacks last week for Arizona against the Titans. How many times did the Cardinals get to Kirk Cousins today? A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> He's going to match the five. <laughs> I'll go four. Four as a team. Wait, All right. Oh, four as a team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bengals had three. Bengals had three or four, I believe. Nice. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fourth down. Underrated running back duel in the Windy City today. More yards on the ground. Joe Mixon or David Montgomery? Joe Mixon. That's they, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon probably doubles him. Watch out for Khalil Herbert. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. I'll go Joe Mixon goes for 110 yards today. That, that's four downs. Yep. We'll see. We'll check our standings the next week. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Dev, for coming on. Really appreciate hopping on Starter Sunday, previewing week two of the NFL season after we recapped the college football week three. Enjoy NFL. What are you guys, you guys going to match every Sunday, or is this just a temporary thing? Depends if they win. <laughs> the the white the white stripes the white new stripes, the new stripes white new, jerseys hashtag new stripes thank once again thanks guys for coming on we will see you next Sunday start your Sunday I will not be here 